the less people pay, the harder they are to work with and more picky they are. And so I decided to that. Yes. yes. And I don't know, it's the weirdest thing. So I'm like, I'm gonna raise my rates. And I feel really awkward doing this, but I raised my rates significantly. And now I'm working, not all the time at all, but now I'm working with amazing clients that will pay for me and they're not picky. They're like, oh my gosh, I love it. Thank you. And then you're not burnt out. You can actually give your best in all those situations and you still have more left over to serve people and to to, give back. And you're serving those clients too. Like when you're doing your best work, you're giving those clients the best of you. So that is serving them. Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode 626. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and I'm so happy to have you here And I'm thrilled to be introducing today's guest. But before I introduce them, I have to tell you a little story. A few months ago, I created the Instagram and Pinterest lookbooks because if you haven't heard me talk about it before, I have a little bit of OCD when it comes to social media profiles. I like them to have some type of order or aesthetic and let people know that your profile or my profile or whoever's profiles I'm looking at that they put as much thought into that profile as they did into their website. So I came across the profile of one of today's guests, and I knew I immediately wanted her in my Instagram lookbook. So I put the book together after going through thousands, thousands of profiles. This is what I do in my spare time, spare time as a joke, put it together, and then realized I really should be letting everybody know that they're included. But I was scared. I was scared to let people know that they were included, but I decided to just go for it. And that's how today we have Jessica and Dave Lewis on the show. I am so happy to have you here. Thanks, Ken. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're excited to talk with you today. I don't... Oh, I am so excited as well. And you've been hearing my brain farts and all the pre-chat <laughs> and everything. I'm so excited to talk to you. But I have to just ask, before I ask how you got to where you are today, I actually kicked my Dave out of my business within the first year. <laughs> okay. So you two work together in your individual businesses. Mm-hmm. I want to know how that works. I mean, do you have some type of communication practice set up so that if you don't like something that's going on, that you can talk instead of fight? Like a safe word or something? Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Yellow. Yeah. It's like, I'm leaving. Bye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got the kids tonight. Right. I'm going out. Now, do you want to take this? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I think it's a, it's, it's a simple question, but maybe a complicated answer. So we'll try to simplify it. I think it's knowing that, okay, we're on the same team and we have to make sure that what is our end goal? So even though we're working on these different businesses, we work together as uh, podcast hosts, um, what is it that we're trying to accomplish together? Because seeing that is going to be able to help us get through all those obstacles getting there. And there's Mm -hmm. lots of obstacles. I mean, we're definitely not on the same page. We're two very different people. 
but also very similar. We're both more in the middle as far as right brain, left brain. Um, Jess is probably a little bit more creative, a little bit more on the analytical side, but we both fluctuate quite a bit in between. And the, the fields that we're involved in have a lot of overlap and similarities as well. So um, it works out pretty well that we're both working in somewhat the same fields and uh, have experience and we can speak into each other's uh, work and we can help each other in our work too. So Yeah. And we started working together f- 15 years ago, yeah. maybe. We were traveling with a band and so he would do all the sound and production. I would do the merchandise. And so again, kind of working together, but yet doing our own separate tasks. Is that um, how you two met? It is. Yeah, yeah I, was, I, I was with the band touring and met. She was working at a radio station and uh, they were hosting a big, huge concert. And she actually introduced the band live on stage. And uh, we met backstage in the uh, catering or something and kind of hit it off, talked most of the day and then got married seven months later. So. Wow. <laughs> but we would never let our daughter do that. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I met my husband on Craigslist and I'm still alive. Nice. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's such a good story. Yeah. That's awesome. That's probably before um, Craigslist was not so soon. Match.com. Yeah. And- no, actually, it was 2010. So Match.com uh, and oh, Harmony, yeah. and they were all out by then uh, and they were buzzing. But I actually wasn't looking for a significant other. I was mm. on there looking for furniture, and <laughs> the little link that said men looking for women popped uh. out at me. And I was, and I told myself, I'm just going to go in there and laugh at men. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't, yeah. Yes, that wasn't the word I used, but I try to keep this, you know, kid friendly. <laughs> started with an A and ended with an E, but I was like, I'm just going to go in there and laugh at, you know, these guys. Right. So the first one, the first person that I clicked on, I laughed at him, closed him back up. And then my husband, Dave, was the second one. Nice. <laughs> and yeah. So it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. We met two <laughs> days later. We drove the exact same car, diff- same uh, color, how, just how one funny. model year apart. That's cool. But the reason why my Dave doesn't work in my business is because, well, he wanted to design logos for my clients, but he has a video game background right and video game art is so different from the design styles that business and life coaches want yeah Mm -hmm. so it's like "Mm, that's that's awesome sweetie but i think i'm gonna go a different route (laughs) right and i just stopped (laughs) asking him (laughs) but see that's the thing though it's being honest with each other and being able to tell each other hey eh, this doesn't quite this isn't really what i'm looking for and the other person going okay yeah no problem i'm not attached to that Uh, that doesn't define me we yeah. need to do what's best. Yeah, I think yeah. it helps too. We're both pretty laid back people. We don't have, I, I don't think we have huge egos and we're not trying to get our stuff. It's not like about us. It's about helping other people in both of our uh, careers and professions. So I think that helps quite a bit too. We're not trying to prosper our own agendas. We're yeah. trying to help each other and other people too. And I think our personalities, we don't really have that strong of personalities either. So I think, I guess it depends on who you are and if you want to work with your husband and realize, okay, we both have really strong personalities. How do we, what's our communication method? Mm-hmm. And how do we be honest without attacking the other person or feeling like I got attacked? So mm-hmm. it's really working out that communication line. Which we don't do perfectly at all. No, <laughs> we try. not at all. Because, yeah. you know, throwing three kids. Yeah. 
trying to communicate is impossible in the van. Oh my gosh. Yes. Do you ever feel like you can get two words in? Oh no. And then mama, mom, 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 mom. Do you not hear me trying to have a conversation? No, mama, mama. (laughs) Deafening. Yes. And they can be quiet for ages, but the second that you try to have a conversation, (laughs) Yep. Yep. They know. <laughs> I came out to my office this morning or yesterday and my littles. So we have five in the house and my husband has two more who are with their respective other families. Yeah. But our three youngest that we had together are four year old twins and a six year old. Oh my goodness. And they found, I don't know where they found it, but they found a watercolor set this weekend. And somewhere completely separate, again, I don't know where they found it, a paintbrush. I mean, you wouldn't think that those things would be that hard to find in our house, but we right. purposely hide them, uh-huh. <laughs> throw them out. And yeah. came out to my office yesterday morning, and someone has watercolored my wall. <laughs> You're a little artist. Yes. Oh, a whole bunch of them. Sounds beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, okay, Dave, you were traveling with the band. Jessica, you were working with the radio station. How did it happen that you two started your own businesses and now you're here? That's a great question. Um, I think I had done Mary Kay in college. (laughs) So that kind of started the whole like, own my own business thing. And very quickly, I knew Mary Kay and makeup was just not my thing. And so we had a whole bunch of Mary Kay products. In fact, my daughter's using some. (laughs) I didn't know that. 15 years later. Yeah, (laughs) she found some eyeshadow. Um, So it kind of started with that. It started with working with the band, um, merch table, making merchandise with the band's name on it for the merch table. I think that kind of started the entrepreneurial, hey, I could make something and sell it to an audience. Yeah, it was a kind of slow progression, but in, even working with the band, I mean, the band themselves were their own business. It was four guys. We were all the same age and we were kind of like a family. So watching them run this business that we were kind of a part of, but not necessarily owners. Not kind the of, business decisions. Yeah, but. kind of. Sh- we learned a lot from what we watched them do. And then Jess always had a bit more of that entrepreneurial drive. And stubbornness maybe. Yeah, started, she started her businesses before I did. I was working for some other jobs. Uh, until just recently, other than helping her with uh, what she had started, but she started a uh, packaging company. Actually, started doing photography, and then a packaging business for photographers. Um, that came out of realizing, oh, there's a plastic jewel case. That's gross to put a CD in. So, right. coming up with like craft paper and stitching it up, and um, creating this really beautiful packaging for my own clients and thought, oh, maybe I should stick this on Etsy. So that's when Etsy was just starting to start blooming. Yeah. Just growing. Kind of got in the ground floor with that. Yeah. And it kind of exploded, grew really big and she ended up selling that business. And then uh, we moved to Virginia to help some friends start their business, uh, a meadery, uh, not eating meat, but honey wine. It's called mead. <laughs> so we started helping start that business. And then, uh, a year ago, moved back to Pennsylvania and she went full time into a voiceover business. So she's doing voiceover work. And I started this AV company. And again, they, they kind of overlap with each other and we help each other out. And because Jess has 
a lot of talents. Obviously, she does quite a few different things creatively well, and so she can help us. Like she designed our website, she helps us take pictures, and and then I'll I'll help her edit her um her voiceover work sometimes too. And and then we have a podcast together too because we had so many people that kept asking questions about how we're doing these businesses and what we're doing. Um, we kind of originally started the podcast as a way to help other entrepreneurs get going and get started and just trying to tell their stories and give people encouragement. So, And I think what we found is, you know, there's a lot of ways of how you can start your business. But I think what we're realizing is that the world is changing faster and faster. The rate of change is happening faster and faster. So how do you start something and go along with all those changes? So I, I think it's more of just having conversations with people about how to be flexible and how to pivot and how to get creative and think differently. Um, take, take some mm-hmm. risks and yeah, see things differently. Yeah. yeah so I kind of absolutely that. love that. I I love it. And okay, so I have chronic idea disorder. <laughs> I saw that on your so, website. And I was so like, I think Jess. I have that too. <laughs> I was thinking that because just in the same way, I have mm-hmm. so many different ideas. I can do so many different things. And that has been an evolution of mine during this seven year, eight year entrepreneurial journey. In that just because I can do something doesn't mean yeah. I should or right. that I want to. Yes. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm the one that says that to her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but she's the one that pushes me to take mm-hmm. a risk and, and do some of those ideas. So. Well, my husband said it to me too so many times. Don't you have enough on your plate yeah. already? It's like right. going to the buffet. <laughs> no, I want to take that too. <laughs> and and I... I heard you say, Dave, that Jess is stubborn, or maybe Jess said that she is stubborn. <laughs> yeah. I I will compete any day for the world's most stubborn <laughs> female award. <laughs> and I, think- I don't want to hear it from somebody else. Right. It, it's not that I, maybe that's the wrong way of putting it. It's not that I don't want to hear it, but I'm not, I'm often not ready to hear it. Or it mm-hmm. takes 18 different people to tell me the same thing mm-hmm. before I'm ready to really digest it. I mean, I told you just before we hopped on yesterday, I decided to cut back the podcast from two episodes a week to one episode a week. So that is coming, listeners. <laughs> go go back and get you know all your two episodes a week in now. Yeah. But just a year ago, I was seven episodes a week. And people would say, isn't that too much? I mean, aren't don't you have work to do? Yes, I had a ton of work to do. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow I thought that recording 10 to 15 episodes a week was the best use of my time. And right. I love the conversations. I'm an mm, introvert, I but I love the conversations. Yes. But I needed to really be ready on my own to make that decision. And what I realized yesterday was that still two episodes a week is too much. There can be one episode a week. And then I'm just starting to get into Facebook lives. I'm took me four years. Anybody who's been listening for a while, you've been hearing me talk about it for four years, how I'm going to do it, how I'm going to do it, how I'm going to do it, whatever. (laughs) I'm finally doing it and I'm loving it. And I realized, so I can be doing a podcast one day a week and then be doing a video another day a week and repurposing that. And I don't need to do everything just because I've been doing it for so long. Did you have to make that decision at any point? Like just because you were doing it, does it mean that's how you need to keep on doing it? All the time. I think yeah. it's a constant thing because we're always coming up with more ideas, right? So then it's like, well, how, yeah. do, we, how do I fit that in my big suitcase? 
I mean, uh, yeah. Sorry, Dave. I don't mean to interrupt no, you. I good. was sharing with Jess this morning that we are going to do Zoom audio only because I am, uh-huh. I am in mombi mode this morning, <laughs> and I have to say, so I did not shower. Listeners, you know that I, I will admit that I did not shower this morning. I did yesterday and the day before. Just that counts. Everybody know I'm clean, you know. <laughs> but showers are caffeinated. Have you noticed that, either of you? Showers are oh, caffeinated, yeah. and yes. it's like the ideas pour out of the faucet. Mm-hmm. And you always have to be yep. selective what day you shower. Do I have time for the new ideas that will yeah. come today? I can't tell you the amount of times like get out of the shower and I think Dave looks at me and goes, Oh boy, here we go. And I'm like, okay, so I had this idea and like just barf out all this, all of these ideas. And I think Dave just looks at me and goes, "Mm -hmm." Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, I totally get it. My Dave, poor guy. Okay. We had, there's a lot of kids in our house. We all know how that happens. Again, going to keep it G-rated. <laughs> but he's come to realize, yeah, let me try proper grammar there. He's come to realize <laughs> that there are some days after specific activities that I just can't go back to sleep or I can't go to sleep. And I'm sorry, that yeah. is so TMI. But it's like, are you sure that you want that right now? Because I'm going to be talking your ear off after because it's going to spark right. huge ideas. <laughs> Yeah, I know that is so improper. So I'm sorry for saying that. That's not improper. It's part of life, right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. but I I think that's one of the biggest things I've learned as far as communicating and working with her is that I just have to let her talk because she has to get it out. And part of her, like processing, yeah, the process she she communicates by speaking it out. Where I'm more internal and like to think about it. So for me, it's almost overwhelming hearing all the ideas, but it's easier to let her get it out. And then she can kind of, she almost answers the questions herself sometimes. I do. I'll be like, Dave, what do you think? Here's the options. It's one, two, and three. Do you think we should do this? And then, okay, um, yeah, we should do, all right, thanks, bye. And he doesn't have to say a word. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I think just giving her the space and being patient and just letting her spill it out is almost easier than... And him knowing that he doesn't have to do anything with that. Like, I don't have to process all this, really. I can just listen. Yeah. I don't have to fix anything. I just let her talk. I think originally I did feel more overwhelmed because I she would spill these ideas and all I'm thinking is, that, oh my how gosh, how am I going to do all this? this crap with everything else that's going on? It doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm over here laughing because Jess, I think you must be my sister. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And Dave, okay, Jess, close your ears for a second because I'm okay. not sure you want to hear this answer. But Earmuffs. Dave, do you have like a music track that you listen to ever when Jess is talking just because <laughs> I just play in my head. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Full disclosure. I have a music track <laughs> for when okay. my husband starts going. Nice. And I know that is so not right to say, because I really do want to listen, but a lot of the time I've already heard what he's saying 15 times. Mm-hmm. So I just yes. have a, a mental playlist that just, <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. I heard yep. you. Yep. I heard you when you first said it a year ago. And then the 18 times since then. But I love you still. I'm just listening <laughs> yeah. to the music in my head and know I'm not crazy. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. So what are some of the, I'm going to start that again. Since I started my business in 2012, when I started it, it was for the income. That was the primary and only driver of the business. And it, while we all know that we have to make money, income is no longer the primary driver. Has your, have your businesses 
seen, or you, I should say, experienced any similar evolutions? Yeah, I think we've had to, um, I think originally, I think the income has always been a really nice side um, bonus for, I, I guess I ask the questions, well, how can I help someone? Or someone comes to me and says, hey, you can do this. How much will that cost? And so it's like, oh, I can be creative and figure out how to help someone. And then I have income coming in on top of that. Yeah, I think our evolution might actually be a little bit slightly reversed. Not to an extreme, though, but I think we're both yes people and we like to um, help people out a lot. So I think we talked about before we came on um, we're just now getting better at saying no to things because we say yes so often because we just really want to help people. And so our careers and our jobs a lot of times have been um, all about helping and serving people, but never really got a lot of great income from that. So now um, we still have that, that base desire to help people and to serve our customers and our clients, but we are looking at it a little bit more strategically, like how can we actually make income from this too? Now, that's not our end goal, our ultimate goal, but it's definitely something we focus on more than we used to. And we actually are seeing more return from that too. I mean, we have three kids, obviously, so we've got to support them and provide for them. So income has to always be part of that equation. But I think we probably look at it a little bit more now than we used to before. But I think that's just being a good business person, yeah. right? I think there's business people who come from, I want to build a business and make money. And we've always, we're kind of learning the business side of things as we go. You and me both. So yeah. earlier this year, I realized that I needed to um, politely stop working with a client. I was giving away a lot of free time yeah, because the client was in a really tough spot and I felt bad and I wanted to support. But yeah. I realized that while I was doing a lot of work, the client wasn't. Yeah. It was sort of like, and and as a marketing automation specialist, I can build the funnel, but the content has to come from the client because that is their passion or you hope right. it's their passion, right? So I realized I am giving this client dozens to hundreds of hours for free and I'm not working with the clients who did pay. So they're getting irritated and that's not leaving a good taste in their mouth. So I, I said goodbye and it didn't go very well. But what I learned was that we can continue giving one-on-one -on -one free time or we can take that same time and impact hundreds, thousands, millions of people. So just by taking back that time, I mean, that freed me up to do things like Facebook Lives and podcasts. Yeah. Was it painful? Oh my gosh, it was so yes. painful. That's a whole nother story for <laughs> well, we can talk never about a day. <laughs> but, yeah. um, for never a day. But, you know, if we don't value... And this, this was the, by far the biggest lesson that I've ever had is if we don't value the services that we provide and we don't have the confidence to voice the value, then we're going to be struggling. And I totally hear you on three kids. I mean, how old are your kids? They're 12, 10, and 6. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so the 12 and 10-year-old, well, I have a 17-year-old and a 14-year-old, and I don't know where they put food. Right. I mean, I think they have hollow legs. Extra leg. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And the three younger ones are starting to do the same thing. I don't know where it goes. And, 
any given day, you know, the Velcro on a pair of shoes might stop working. It's like, I need a, I need new shoes. Yep. Didn't I yep. just get you new shoes yesterday? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So never ending. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Hey there, my friend. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. I wanted to take a quick moment to invite you to join the Work Smarter, Not Harder Challenge. Over the course of 30 days, these free, yes, free, short videos will teach you a few of the systems and strategies I set up in my business so I can get away from my computer and back to the people I love. I invite you to sign up now at WorkSmarterNotHarderChallenge.com. Again, you can sign up at WorkSmarterNotHarderChallenge.com. I don't know what your spiritual beliefs are, and I'm not, you know, I, I'm not going to dive into that. But this year I read Spirit Driven Success by Danny Johnson. And one of the things that she talks about is that nowhere, and I think this was my biggest challenge, is because I'm, because my spiritual beliefs are so important to me. I, I am Christian. Um, Mm-hmm. I felt like I needed to give, give, give. And what she said was that nowhere in the Bible does it say that we need to be poor. Right. And, right. and I, that blew my mind. And I love how you said, Dave, serve. Mm-hmm. I had so much resistance to that word for the longest time because it made me feel like a waitress. Yeah. But I realized this year that serving is an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. There's a there's definitely for us too that huge spiritual aspect of it's, it's really that deeper layer of why we do what we do. And I think that's part of, you know, as Christians, it's that serving part. It, it, you know, Jesus taught about the last will be first and the first will be last, you know, and I think that's kind of the position we want to take. Um, Patrick Lencioni wrote a great book. Is it called Humble, Hungry, and Smart? Or is that called uh, The Advantage? And inside he talks about yeah. Being humble, hungry, right. and smart. Yeah. I think it might be called the advantage, but he kind of comes through that um, how to how to be hum- humble, hungry, and smart when you're coming through uh, to your businesses. Yeah, and I think I mean we talk about service. I actually worked at a church for a few years, and as kind of talking about giving service away, but not for much income gain. And even with the band, we didn't make a whole lot of money in that, but it was more of a service to our our fans and the people that we worked with. Where now. I think I think that in sometimes in the Christian world or the service world, you can get taken advantage of in some ways because it's like, oh, you just need to serve. It's what God wants you to do. But um, there is still like if you're providing a service that you, you, like you were saying, I think you hit the nail on the head, like you should value yourself and value the services that you have. And that's something that we're still continuing to figure out more and to wrestle with because I think we both have a bit of that like, well, why would anybody want to pay for what we're doing or what we're offering? Like, it's just us. Like, we we don't we're not special. Like, why would we like almost that imposter syndrome somewhat too? Or we just want to help people. So why should we charge them for that? Where I think there there's a balance there that can be achieved. And what I found is with a voiceover work, um, the less people pay, the harder they are to work with, and more picky they are. And so I decided, yes, and I don't know, it's the weirdest thing. So I'm like, I'm going to raise my rates and I feel really awkward doing this, but I raised my rates significantly. And now I'm working, not all the time at all, but now I'm working with amazing clients that will pay for me and they're not picky. They're like, oh my gosh, I love it. Thank you. 
and then you're not burnt out, you can actually give your best in all those situations and you still have more left over to serve people and to to, give back. And you're serving yeah. those clients too. Like when you're doing your best work, you're giving those clients the best of you. So that is serving them. Ooh, I like that, Dave. Yeah, I love that too. Yeah, I realized that the the 11 o'clock to 1 a.m. text messages stopped when I stopped working with those clients. Right. Yes. And also the freakouts about random tech issues, because as much as we might want to control it, things happen. Yeah. Things happen in my own stuff, and I have, I I am a lot more careful. I'm. I must say this. I'm a lot more careful about my clients' work than I am about mine. I will triple check. But sometimes I just want to get an email out. I just realized actually that I had an email scheduled to go out to my list 45 minutes ago that I never edited. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know. um, It happens. And I think the people that you work with understand like we're all human, right? So if you find the right clients that understand we're all vulnerable. Yeah. And I actually started putting a PS in all my emails. Positive productivity is not about perfection. Please pardon the typos and the grammar errors. <laughs> I love that. You would not believe how it cut down on responses telling me that I spelled a name wrong or, or spelled a word wrong. Right. And it's amazing. Just value the content. I mean, there's still right. some that come through and I will just smile about the yep. person, you know, because I do in some way feel bad for people. I mean, there are people who do it very constructively. Hey, Kim. I just want to, you know, I just want to be helpful. I noticed that there were a couple typos in this, but I know you have this PS in here. But I, I just wanted you to be aware in case you didn't see it. Those I love, but the other ones, you are so unprofessional sending out an email (laughs) with that many typos. I mean, there, there really aren't that many. I'm like, really? You don't have anything better to do with your time than to send me an email like that. Right. Well, then, you know, my, what I don't I would, say that, by the way, I just, I know, I know what I would do is like, I'm going to add some more typos and then we'll just go ahead and get rid of those. Just make it a contest. <laughs> if you can find every typo, you win a prize. <laughs> Seriously. Like I should send out an email using as many versions of the word of the, yeah, the word there. You're right. <laughs> and just mess them all up on purpose. All right. Yeah. Just to see how fun. I would have a blast with that actually. Yeah. Just interchange them all. And drive people crazy. And the yeah. ones who stick around yeah. are meant to be on my list and the rest are not. Exactly. Right. It's a litmus test. Need them uh-huh. out. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, another thing, I want to go back to the book that you mentioned just because I know I'm not alone and there's other listeners. And listeners, it will be in the show note and I'll get that number, or the show notes page for you in just a moment. But the advantage, who did you say wrote that? Patrick Lencioni. Okay. L-E-N-C-I-O-N-I, I believe. Yeah. One more time. L. L-E-N-C-I-O-N-I. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay. If, you, if you type that in Google, yeah. it'll correct it if it's wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I am just finishing The Purpose Driven Life, and I was mm. serendipity, yeah, that's you good. know? And, and I was thinking, what am I going to read next? Because I really want to start every day with something amazing. And mm. thank you. You just fed it. Amazon appreciates you as well. Yeah. I would give you a whole list. Yeah. Yes. I would love that. So another thing that Danny Johnson said is the the more we make, the more we can serve. Yeah. And that was another huge aha for me because my Dave and I both have a a mission that we want to like a nonprofit that we want to have someday. I want to help 
victims of domestic abuse and he wants to help disabled veterans. Mm. Both sides or both of us want to help them with the rehab and getting in their feet under them so that they can move forward into the next part of their life. But unless we're charging appropriately for our services, we're not going to have money to do that. Right. Yep. Exactly. And I think that's too, it goes into like being better at our craft and being better at customer service and it's, and it's not something you learn overnight, right? Like you said, you've been figuring things out for the last four years. Eight years. Eight years. Eight years. Yes. And I feel like at some point I've got to be able to like just coast. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you do. Yeah. I was about to ask, do you think that is actually possible? Or do you think, because I, I've gotten into the mindset, well, not, and I don't mean this in a bad way, people, because this is Positive Productivity Podcast, but each <laughs> new level is going to come with new struggles. Yes. Yeah. I think it's like each level or each age that your kids enter into. It's just a different kind of hard. Oh, heck yes. <laughs> yeah. Diapers are hard, but so is... Watching your kids drive off in their car for the first time. Oh my gosh. Yes. My 17 year old, thankfully he's not interested in his license yet, but he's in all these college level courses. So he needs Mm. help. He was looking at his math like a month ago and I looked at it and I was like, I, I aced math in high school, but that was not the math I did. You better (laughs) go talk to your dad because that's (laughs) like, that really is college level math. And I do not understand that. That looks like Greek. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And then I don't know what, I I don't know if it's just this age of kids, but my 14 year old, I mean, he has a girlfriend and he's kissed her and I'm like, okay, this is. Oh, deep breath. Yes, I know. Right. (laughs) I'm like, okay, thank you. I love that my kids feel like they can share anything with me. But yeah. at the same time, I'm like, oh, I really didn't need to hear that. But I'm glad he's sharing it because it's only going to become more and I need to be there for him if he needs anything. Yeah. But holy moly, did I really need to hear that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, have you heard of um, Brene Brown? Are you familiar with her oh, stuff? Oh, I love Brene Brown. I'm reading yeah. the lead right now. Yes. I was just thinking she, you know, she talks about that. She had one talk, a TED talk or something. I can't remember. Maybe it was a U- on YouTube. She talked about like just that letting your kids go and having that like, it's going to be okay. They're going to have a great time instead of the catastrophic, you know, you know how our minds always go to like, they're going to drive off and die. Yes. Um, but she she had, I think, with that message of daring greatly and vulnerability is, you know, not having the mindset it's going to be catastrophic in anything we do, but um, it's going to be okay. It's going to be good. And that's why I like the positive productivity. Like, you just have to choose. Yes. Choose yes. Be positive. Yeah. And, and there are days and there are moments in any given day where I'm not necessarily positive. But I try to snap out of it as quickly as possible or use what wasn't positive to be the fertilizer for whatever's coming next. Yep. And I think that's a great position to take. And I think that's probably what has gotten you so far in what you're doing is having that mindset. There are some days that I've joked with my husband and with clients actually and actually I will have a question after this, but about how if I had a manure farm, I would be rich because some days are just full of it. Yeah. Right. Like I would be, I would have black gold. Isn't that what it's called? Like I would, I would be so wealthy some days. Mm. I forgot what my question was going to be. That was a brain fart. But (laughs) what are you, um, 
you mentioned in the in our pre-chat and then earlier in this episode as well you know someday there's you're going to be monetizing this even further but have have you thought about what you might like to offer course wise and this is coming off of something that I'm doing right now because I had that Sunday syndrome. Yeah. I've never heard of that before. I'm going to have to look into that. The Sunday syndrome, yeah. right? But I'm actually beta launching two courses right now. So oh, I'm nice. recording them live or I'm, I'm running through them live with people and I did charge for them. Mm-hmm. Listeners, I hope you're taking note of this. If you want to do a course, you can charge for a beta course and you can make it up as you go. Just have the general idea of what you're offering. Pick a time, sell it to your people, and go. And I'm doing two of them right now because you know one isn't enough. Yeah. <laughs> of <Yep>. course not. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. I know that's not helping your cause at all. That's all right. <laughs> but have you thought about what you might want to offer? Yes. I'm working on a mini course right now that's a Canva mini course because that has been just such a huge help in doing all the things that I do keeping like the same consistent branding on the website and Twitter, Instagram, you know, all these different places. So, so and do you have my social media OCD too? I, well, maybe it's yes not that and bad. no, I suck at social media. I, I'm really good at like creating content. I'm really bad at engaging with people. I don't know why. Maybe it's just, I'm much better on like podcasting. Maybe that's our thing. Yeah, or just face-to-face. It's- face-to-face over coffee. We could talk for hours. Mm-hmm. But for me to sit down and engage, making comments, I don't know. I'm yeah. really, I need to work on that. You and me both. Oh my gosh, seriously, you you are my yeah. sister. I just don't, <laughs> like, I, I love to get on and look. But I'm like the, what's the word for somebody who's standing back and just sort stalker. of watching? Yes. <laughs> I so am. I'm like the social media stalker right. who who needs to be more comfortable with stepping, you know, it's a social media introvert. I'm right. not just yes. an introvert in real life. I like to stay <laughs> yeah. back and observe. Yeah. And once in a while I'll say something, mm-hmm. but I need to be more regular. Well, maybe I don't need to be. I don't know. There's all those gurus who say what you need to do. Yeah. Right. But then if you do them, you're not being authentic, right? It's like, yeah, well, I'm logging my five comments today. Yeah. I think that's been our biggest struggle with social media and stuff like that is how do you make it authentic, even with offering courses or things like that? I think it's gotten so gross by so many people that even when you do want to do it to authentically help people and, and still charge, which is okay, but offer a a service that really will help people it still feels like it's kind of I think there's been so many of that have come out that feel gross that they're just it's just a marketing tactic that we're trying to figure out how do you do it without making it feel that way making it still and I guess that just takes building that trust with your audience and building the community yeah I am so loving this because and I shared with you and listeners you've caught wind of it already if you've been listening for a while, but Purposeful Parentpreneurs is about to launch with a couple co-founders. And one of the most important aspects to us is we don't want to be shoving products in our in our communities throughout. Like we're going to have the the membership that will start, but we don't want it to be a a sell fest. 
Like we right. want right. them to know that they can get an email from us and know that it, there's not going to be an offer in it. We're yeah. going to be sharing the crazy stories that happen around our houses that day. Mm-hmm. And we want to create such a culture that if they want to work with us further, that they feel like they can come to us at any point and say, hey, how can we work with you? But they exactly. know that we're not going to, I mean, I don't remember who said it. I've heard multiple people say it, but there's nothing worse than somebody trying to French kiss you on your first date, right? Like, <laughs> and that's not True. what we want to do. Hey, you right. just came yeah. to our live event. So we're going to, yeah. we're going to pitch you on our $40,000 coaching package, even though you don't even know us yet. Right. You're going to yep. have to listen to us for six hours. Talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Like the timeshare thing. or <laughs> Oh my gosh, exactly. Who wants yeah. that? I mean, when they've just yeah. flown cross country or around the world, they want the content. They don't want to be pitched at. Right. I mean, and if they do, then give them that safe space that they can do it in their own comfortableness. And yeah. I'm just making up words now, but <laughs> let them decide when they're ready to take it to the next level. Yeah. And I think like as a consumer, there are certain things that I want and I'm looking for. And if there's a way that someone provides that solution to me, like I'm, I'm all about hearing it. It's not like I'm shunning everything. You know, there are some certain courses that I really want to take, but there's so many out there. How do you sift through the right ones? And I don't know. And maybe that's what like your the positive parent or what is it? Positive parenting? Purposeful parent. Purposeful. Purposeful parent. Yes. Parentpreneurs. Um, like maybe they just need help. I'm thinking like from our standpoint. I just need help going through all the stuff and somebody just curating. This is really good. This is really good. You know, this course changed our lives. I mean, there's people out there who have made millions because they made accessible courses for people who were just starting out, like $17, 27, 47. Yeah. They didn't need to throw a $2,000 course out there or $40,000 package. We don't have, you know, we don't have $2,000 to throw away at a course right now. It's like that could go for a lot of groceries, you know, but it's also, we need to know where we need to invest, but we don't want to just throw money out and try to, because our time is really important too. It's not just money. It's the time. Have you heard of pay it for, uh, pay it for, wait, hold on. Let me look at it. Profit first. Yes. Profit, book? Yes. Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. I, I, if, I, if you couldn't I have hear heard me, it was because it. I was looking. I, heaven help me the day I get him on the podcast because I won't be able to say his last name. But, <laughs> hey, Mike. Yes, exactly. Um, listeners, he is coming. He, he asked me to finish reading the book first. So. <laughs> Right. One criteria. Yes, which I'm totally happy to do. But this book has, uh, it just started to blow my mind starting on page one. And Jess, I think you'll appreciate this because he was talking about, let's say that you have a a lawn guy, okay, who's mowing your your yard. We have a lawn guy. That was one of the things that we had to give up so that we have time Mm -hmm. for other things that we want to do in our family Mm -hmm. and in our life. But the lawn guy realizes that your gutter's falling off the side of your house. I'm using real life examples from the Sutton house right now. So he decides he's going to offer to fix your gutter. Like, yeah, we'd love that. But now the lawn guy needs to go buy a ladder because he's offering a new service. And then when he's up on fixing your gutter, he realizes, oh, you need a new roof. 
So he offers and you're like, yeah, I'd love that too. But he doesn't have the skills or the materials. So now he has to go buy all that. And I see so many entrepreneurs that get into that trap of, oh yeah, I can do that. Mm. It's like all those things that you can do, but you shouldn't necessarily be be doing. And all of a sudden you're in debt because you think that just because you can do it and you get the tools that can do it, but you're not as good as everybody else that's doing it. So you really shouldn't have gotten into it in the first place. But anyway, going back to the book, Profit First, he talks about before before you like your operating expenses should be at the bottom of what you pay. That's what you've left is mm-hmm. what your operating expenses are. And you should be paying yourself first. Mm. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Yes. Whoa. Because I was always my operating my expenses were at the top. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, there's money in the account. That means I can go buy a new course. Right. Wrong. Right. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you two most excited about in the next 90 days? Hmm. Well, I'm going to West Palm Beach, Florida in December to do uh, install a luxury rooftop bar hotel. So that'll be fun. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I'm excited oh about that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I may or may not fly down. Yeah. We'll mm-hmm. yeah. Well, doesn't he need a photographer? Yeah, maybe. I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. And just what are you most excited about? Um, gosh. I, We've done a lot of things the last few weeks that have been really fun that I've been excited about. Um, So I don't think I can tell the client because it's like an NDA, but I've been working with some major clients in voiceover. And so being able to just kind of produce a really good something that they needed that fit with their brand and then... um, Eventually being able to release that, I'm, th- it comes out in mid-December, so I'm not sure if like those videos will be out. So it's fun to share my work working with a major cosmetics. Very cool. Well, we'll put a link oh. back to your website in the show notes, yeah. which listeners, I know I would love, and I'm sure Justin David would love as well to hear your ahas, what's really helped you out of this episode. So head on over to thekimsutton.com forward slash pp627 for all the show notes and to leave a comment down below. There's an episode that's coming out soon where I accidentally asked listeners to leave a condom down below. (laughs) I was talking to a relationship coach. I have no idea where that came from. It just out of nowhere. And that will not be taken out in the bloopers. It was just too good. It was almost unrecoverable because it was just... (laughs) Right. We just started rolling. But anyway, thekimsutton.com forward slash PP627 and leave a comment down below. I have loved every single second of this chat. I want to have many more and definitely have you on the Purposeful Parentpreneur podcast. But where can listeners find you online, your websites, your podcasts? Where is all that goodness? All the goodness. Probably the easiest way is to send people to, you can find us at squareoneshow.com. And then I have a link at the very bottom with Clarity Pro AV, which Dave works with, and Jessica Lewis Voice and the Painted Square. So everything's all under squareoneshow.com. Awesome. Squareoneshow.com and anything else that we've talked about, including books, will be in the show notes. I would love if each of you would take a moment to share a parting piece of advice or a golden nugget that you would have for the listeners. How about this? Can I ask a quick question? What do oh, you please. think? They, where are, 
for your listeners, kind of where are they in you know life? What? Like, I'm going to throw with? that. I'm going to throw that out to listeners because this has been a Kim fail. Maybe fail is too strong of a word, but I have not asked the listeners to tell me who they are. But let's just think that they are where I was, and they are. They're they're in the place where we are actually. They're struggling okay. to determine their value. They're they want more confidence to voice their value, and they are walking that line between wanting to make income and really wanting to make an impact. You can Listeners, do it. if that defines you, <laughs> let me know. If it doesn't define you, let us know where you are in the show notes. Yeah, I think that's... Oh, go ahead, Dave. I would just say, just encourage them to continue to take the risks and to test things and not be afraid of the failure of, or be afraid that they don't have what it takes. Because um, I think from my own experience and our experience, uh, we know that's not true because the more that we put ourselves out there and take those risks, the more we see in return. Not necessarily always success, but every failure even, we learn from and we grow. So um, at the very least, you're going to grow in a major way. Yeah, be curious. You know, just ask lots of questions. I think we find our answers by asking the right questions. So that might be, okay, I need more income, but what else is surrounding that? You know, do I have a family? Do I have a spouse? Do What are my responsibilities? And then how can I support them by doing something that gives back to me that I love to do? You know, how do I say no to certain things? It That's a, my brain is just, because <laughs> there's a million things I could say. But I think the main thing is just be curious and Ask, ask the right questions. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level. Uh-huh.